Welcome to the Humanized IT Podcast, Tales from Around the World edition. And today we have Penny from Thunder Bay, Ontario online. And she's going to tell us a little bit about what she's seeing and what's going on. So kick us off here, uh, Penny. What what have you seen with the pandemic? How have things changed in your area? Yeah, so for us in Thunder Bay, Ontario, we're in um, northern Ontario. So we're actually closer to the Manitoba border. So we weren't as hard hit as, say, Southern Ontario, you know, Toronto, Ottawa, um, that area. But we definitely saw it, you know, how it was affecting them and how it was coming closer to us. So um, we definitely, you know, had to pivot quickly and move our clients home. Uh, Those that were early adopters to cloud, you know, that was a very easy um, pivot to get them to work from home. Um, And then it was just, you know, challenging to then get everybody else working at home with what they had at that time. And everybody handled it a little bit differently. So we had some clients that, you know, you know, were very urgently needed to get moved right away. And then we had other clients that were like, oh, I'll, we'll just lock the door and forward it to our cell phone and that's fine. But, you know, we all know as things progressed and lasted longer, they need something that was a little bit more um, resilient. And, you know, it, it now changed from uh, working from home to working remotely, you know, where they had to be, just as productive at home as they were when they were in the office. So so what predominantly did you see customers requesting? Like, like how were they transitioning? Because like here in the United States, I know that like in the beginning, it was like we're all working from our couches and everybody's like, oh, well, this is just the way it is. But then all of a sudden people start thinking, okay, well, it's more permanent now. I probably should upgrade my setup so I sound more professional. So I see... I see that you like have upgraded yourself to a blue snowball microphone. Um, and what have you seen from your customers? What, how have they been changing their work habits? Yeah, very similar for us as well. So, you know, at the beginning, a lot of clients just changed their auto attendant to say, you know, that they are going to be working remotely, you know, packed up their laptop, went home. Uh, and then after things started going on, realized that, you know, Zoom or Teams or some sort of video conferencing was where things were going to have to be to meet with people. So now we're looking at webcams, noise canceling headsets, monitors, you know, working off of a laptop, you know, on your couch, or even if you had a, a desk in a home office, working off a laptop for eight hours, you know, isn't yeah. the same as when you're in your office with your multiple monitors and a keyboard. So, you know, there was a, a transition for those that did go home to get them set up in a more stable environment with the proper technology. So we started selling uh, remote worker kits. And at first oh, wow. we Good. Kind of called them remote worker kits and just said, you know, it has your headset, your printer, your laptop, everything you need. And then as people started calling about the kits, we realized that everyone was kind of in different, um, different areas of technology. So some people actually needed the whole kit. And some people already had a headset or they already had the webcam or they already had the laptop. They just needed to supplement it. So we kind of ended up, yeah, we had the kits and it was great to get people to contact us. Um, But then we had to kind of augment it a little bit for each person. Hey, Penny, I want to ask you about something you said about uh, people pivoting. I think that's an interesting term that you use. And for me, kind of being, you know, a little bit on the businessy side, that that implies that they they had a plan, you know, they could pivot from option A to option B. Uh, is that the case? Did you have, obviously, you know, some did or some didn't, but kind of what was the range of people who could pivot versus those that just had to figure it all out? 
Yeah. So I would say probably about 20% were able to pivot quickly um, and move the rest. It was a little bit more of a challenge. You know, they, they weren't using the cloud. So we had to figure out a VPN, how are we going to get them connected? Security is huge. Um, we've been doing a lot of talk about cybersecurity because now people are more vulnerable. You know, they're um, not sure what's happening. So they're, that whole social engineering aspect with COVID, mm-hmm. we're finding, you know, with phishing emails and texting emails, that's more prevalent than it was before. Um, and then the remote worker. So the security when you're using your kid's gaming PC is not what it is when you're <laughs> using a work laptop. Yep. So, you know, we have varying um, home workers with varying technology and, and in all honesty, some didn't know better, right? They just said, okay, well, I'm going to go work from home then. And Pat, here's my cell phone and I'll use my kid's computer and, and we're going to be okay. So just getting the education out there and talking to people and not, isn't necessarily trying to sell something. It's just kind of educating them on, you know, how can we make the experience better for you? How can we make you still be productive and efficient at home? Uh, and how can we make you secure? You know, I think you hit upon a really good topic there that we really haven't covered with anybody else, and that's the cybersecurity initiatives. Like what we are seeing, we for those of you in the cybersecurity world, is we do see upticks in cyber attacks during times of stress, uh, blizzards, blackouts. Um, anytime you see a social disruption, we see cyber uh, actors try and take advantage of this. And so people now are at home where security is very low as compared to the corporate world. And we are seeing attackers trying to take advantage of this. So how are you helping people at home? Do you have any any recommendations or things you guys have been doing? Well, we've been doing lots of webinars. So I just did a webinar this afternoon and it was actually through our our Thunder Bay Chamber of Commerce. And that specifically just talked about cybersecurity and COVID and working remotely. Um, So we're getting that message out there. All of our marketing, you know, we remind people about security, like just phishing attempts alone with COVID-19 has increased 666%. It's unbelievable. Um, You know, talk a lot about security awareness training. Make sure if you have a partner with a security awareness training plan that it does, you know, bring in about COVID, you know, make sure that it adapts to the environment. It's not just a one and done video. You need to partner with um, a security awareness training that will uh, talk about um, TikTok, like everyone's on TikTok now. Talk about Zoom, you know, talk about all things that are relevant to us today and then also pair it with you know, fake phishing attempts. And so that you can give them the knowledge, but then they also need to apply it. And so we do talk a lot about that. And that helps a lot, you know, because if you train your employees well in the office, they're going to take that knowledge with them home. So if I'm trained on how to recognize a phishing email and I go home, I'm going to still be able to recognize a phishing email at home as I am. So it's all about layers, you know, so we have to make sure that you know, human error, I think 95% of cyber attacks are caused by human error. So if we can, you know, bring that curve down on human error, then that's going to help. And if they do click on something and it's a mistake, then you have your technology backup, you have your other layers, and hopefully a good, you know, data backup and resiliency plan to get them back up and running. Yeah, I think that's, you know, that is a really great tip that, uh, you know, I've been overlooking, and I feel bad because I'm a, I'm a CISSP. And, uh, you know, um, historically have been in the security world as a manager and leader. So, you know, giving that tip to MSPs and business owners out there that they really need to be focusing on that cyber training right now. 
and helping their customers be prepared for that. Like there are going to be attempts at phishing and you don't have that fancy firewall in front of you right now. So unless you're running some kind of host intrusion system, you're not going to catch it. And so maybe investigating what does it look like to get a good host intrusion protection system on your home PC that you're doing business with. Because no one wants to be in the middle of a conference call or a meeting and all of a sudden have ransomware take over your computer or somebody, an actor come in and disrupt your call. Yeah. So we haven't seen it yet, but you know, precision DDoSs are, are something that could be a, a threat where somebody just shuts down. They know that the CEO lives here and they're going to flood that network with packets this next, this next hour because they yeah. know that it's an important board meeting or something. Right. Yeah. We do. Um, we call it our cyber stacks and facts. So we will go in and bring coffee and donuts and do a, a live presentation. I'll go in and talk to the employees just to kind of let them know that they need to play a part in the whole security solution. Yeah. And a lot of them don't really even That's understand, good. you know, what the dark web is. And, you know, they think I'm a small business. I'm not a target when in actually in reality, <laughs> the they target. are the biggest target. Yeah. And so we kind of really just explain it on a very general level of why you <laughs> are a target why it's so important and things that they can do now that are free. So you're not asking you to buy anything, you know, password manager, a really good password manager you can get. It's free. And why is that a good thing? So we talk about all that. It's about an hour long. Um, and, and that goes a long way too, you know, with our clients to train them. So, and that's a pivot for us because now that we can't go in and do it, we're doing them online with people. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's uh, something people need to realize, especially in the business side is, you know, one, you are a target. Uh, they love your webcams. They love your uh, Internet of Things, which is all your small devices. And they don't care so much about the data as they care about the resource. They care about the, the CPU cycles that you have, and they're going to use them to cause major disruptions. And so that's, that, is, that is a really great point to uh, really give out to people, our businesses out there. Like, just be aware of the cyber attacks. Where the, and they're taking advantage because you're not thinking about them right now. You're thinking about keeping the lights on at your company. You're thinking about how to maintain operations. You're not thinking about cyber initiatives. And this is also why you want to have a really great DR plan in place to keep the focus on these things so you don't you you mitigate risk during these transitory times. And then when you come back on site as a customer, uh, a client, you're bringing all this baggage with you from your home network. And that is going to be just a nightmare, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, but, and it's a way for us to reach out to our clients and provide value at this time. You know, a lot of them, they don't have the capital funds to buy anything new. But hey, you know, we'll come in and we'll do this training for you. And that way, when you do get back up and running again, you're going to have that education to make you even that much more secure and protected. And it keeps us connected with the client as well. I really like that, Penny. I mean, you're kind of epitomizing our humanized IT approach, you know, and, and really talking with people and communicating with them. You know, I, I'm very much the the engineer, the you know, the technical nerdy, and I know given the opportunity during these times, I could generate a multitude of reports. I mean, there's cool tools out there. We could create create great, you know, dashboards, lots of flashing lights and graphs and bars and all that. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, clients just really need someone to talk to this they need need to have a conversation about their business and and their security of their business so I, i'm really glad to hear you guys uh doing that I encourage you to continue on that i think there's 
just a lot of tremendous value in humanizing uh, what we do with our clients. So uh, very good. Yeah. And we actually talk about that, that about the whole, you know, it's almost like the human operating system. Um, the, the humans that need training. I mean, if you're going to invest in technology in the hardware and the software, well, you also need to invest in, in the humans. They're, they're just as important. You know, you can buy a fancy alarm system, but if your employee doesn't turn it on when they lock up at the end of the day, it's not going to help you. And so we kind of use that analogy when talking to our clients <coughs> that, um, you know, it's a, it's a great investment. Yeah. So uh, what else do you see going on in, you know, the Thunder Bay area? What, what kind of, um, Things you noticed within your community or amongst businesses, how are they how are they changing a little bit? We've spent quite a bit of time talking about cybersecurity, but what else can you tell us about just behaviors of people? Are they are they um, are they more aware of what's going on? Are they uh, spending more time focusing on their businesses? Are they are they starting to reintegrate it all? Yeah, so we I would say our first phase one, well, our construction sites did close down for two weeks and they opened back up again, which was great. Um, we have very strict um, health and safety guidelines in Canada. So, you know, even myself with our health and safety policies, we do a hazard checklist before every single job, before every time we go to a client site, it has to be done. So that had to be all reinvented to involve COVID, you know, that they had to wash their trucks, the insides to wipe them down at the beginning of a shift. They had to wipe them down at the end of the shift. They in here in the office, because we do have still our warehouse operating and we have a dispatcher. So we had to come up with a health and safety plan on how to clean this environment every two hours. Cause there is a multi photocopier that everyone uses. All the doorknobs have to be washed down. So we do have a, a policy that every two hours that gets taken care of. Um, but I would say for the most part, people are pretty laid back. Our phase one, if you have a retail location with an outside door, you're allowed to reopen. So no malls or anything like that. But if you're a drive up business with a parking lot and a door access, you can open, but you have to have six foot distance. Um, restaurants are open for takeout only. So you can drive up or have delivery. Um, we have some amazing young local entrepreneurs who, you know, started delivery right away, um, even though yeah, that's yeah. what they did. Um, you know, so that was really exciting to see how inventive people can get. I feel that we are going to come back and we're going to come back strong in the technology field, I strongly believe this is our time to lead. Um, we are going to be the ones that are going to help people, you know, be productive. And whether that's in a hybrid state of working half in the office and half at home, what's that going to look like? Um, you know, maybe it's going to be creating these really cool home offices, you know, because some people are now going to want to work at home and they're going to yeah. want their office to be really cool. So, you know, how can we do that? You know, we, whether we have to change up our worker kits, um, you know, maybe pair up with someone who also does furniture, you know, standing desk furniture and stuff like that, that we That's can good. come in and, you know, just take a look at your whole office and, and set you up from technology to, you know, your desks and your, your chairs and everything. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think, um, I think we're, we're, we're going to come out of this and, you know, I'm very grateful that we are in the technology industry, you know, because, you know, we are considered essential. We were able to continue to work because um, there's a lot that, that couldn't. Um, in Canada, we do have a lot of help from the government for um, business as well as for employees. So that also is very helpful. You know, thankfully, I haven't had to lay off anybody. We, we have 21 employees and everyone's stayed working throughout this whole thing. 
uh, we doubled down on our training. So right when it started, uh, I felt it was very important to keep communication open. So we used to have team meetings once a month. Right away, I changed it to every Tuesday, we jump on a Zoom call and connect. Even if there's really nothing to say, it's like, okay, Adam, what training are you working on right now? And share it with us. You know, Skip, what are you working on right now? And they also needed some direction from leadership. So they needed to know what we were working on and, and what we felt. Um, so I think that's helped a lot for us. Um, so yeah, at Thunder Bay, I think we're going to be okay. I, we're a little bit laid back. I mean, we are a smaller community. Our population's only about 110,000, so fairly small. Um, geographically, we do cover a lot of area in Northwestern Ontario with a lot of other smaller uh, communities. Um, so most people, like I don't know anybody that's had COVID. You know, it's it hasn't touched our family yet. Uh, I think we have 80, 88 cases right now confirmed um, in our region. Um, so fairly low numbers, you know, compared to what other communities are dealing with. But people are being cautious too. So, so tell me about some positives. Uh, we're we're getting towards the end here, and I really like to end on positive notes. Uh, you know, we've we've heard from South Africa, we've heard from Australia, and <clears throat> Skip and I try to talk a little bit about what's going on in our areas. And, you know, the one thing that I, I was going to bring up this week is like, yeah, the the inventiveness of people has been really great. I want to see more taco food trucks, uh, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, the ice cream truck going through the neighborhood. I want to see a, a burrito truck. I, I can just like, take my money. You know, like, I want to hear the little horn going off. So your kids what, are going to chase the ice cream truck and Adam's going to chase the burrito truck. Yeah, because yeah, it's not fair because my kids get the ice cream truck. We've had, the, <laughs> we've had one of those like shaved ice trucks that has been making mm -hmm. the rounds through the neighborhoods. And it's been wonderful. Like usually this comes through every once in a while, but it's like it's picked up recently. And so that's something that's been fun for me and my family. So what, what have you seen, Penny? Um, I think for, for me is, um, you know, more kindness, kindness in our community. I think everyone's kind of taken a step back and realized what truly is important, um, which isn't the widgets or how much money you have in your bank. I mean, this is a pandemic that affects everybody. It doesn't matter what social status you have or anything, you know, it's um, everybody's vulnerable to it. So I've definitely seen a lot of, of kindness. You know, when you first mentioned it, I, my first thought was, when we um, had a little bit of downtime, you know, we're like, well, what should we do with besides training? And we started an initiative called Computers for Kids. And we've asked, um, you know, because we've all been there, we've been at a client site, and you're in the IT room, and in the back corner, there's a whole bunch of old computers and monitors and keyboards. The with scrap pile. Wrapped around it. Yeah. Yeah, and we talked about that. You know, as soon as these kids all had to go online for school, you know, what, how, if you have three or four kids and one computer, how are all these children going to all do school online? And then you have parents working at home too, competing for that. So we started a program where you could drop off a, a donated computer um, and then we were wiping them, cleaning them, and then repurposing them and giving them out to kids in need. And cool. at first we were doing it thinking it was going to be a great way to train um, like we do a lot of structured data cabling. So we thought, well, this would be a great crossover training. We can take guys that don't normally work in the IT field, teach them stuff. And, um, you know, it, but what ended up happening was once we started delivering the computers, the feedback and the cards and the kids, you know, it was 
the tech couldn't get back to the shop fast enough to share all of that with us. And it was a real feel good moment, you know, and that was something that we didn't think about going into it, but it's something that, you know, we were sitting around talking about it on a zoom call. And this it is one of the things that we'll remember from this is, is that, that initiative. So I, I would go with kindness with people. That's very cool. That's yeah. Cool. Anything to add, Skip? Yeah, it just, you know, uh, we do, I, I see, personally seem to kind of be in, um, in you know, in the, uh, what is it, the Groundhog Day uh, syndrome? You know, we just send kind of, you know, it, it, we're going over this again and again. But, hey, what day is this? Uh, but in some of that, and I think people are, um, they're, they're willing to, to take on the hard work for that. And, and I do appreciate seeing that. You know, people are going, hey, we're in this situation. We could we could grab and complain a lot about it, or we could adapt. Uh, and obviously, it's not everyone uh, in that in that role. But uh, I am I'm really excited to see those. Uh, uh, Penny, I'm glad to see what you guys are doing out there. And you know, it does make me feel good to uh, look out there and see people adapting to the challenging times. Uh, and even in these challenging times, I think you know we can find ways to succeed. Same ways to be successful and grow, uh, and it, it's cool to watch those happen. I, I, I like being a little bit of a spectator uh, in some. I mean, I like to participate too. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it, it's fun to watch other people, uh, you know, uh, succeed and do those uh, positive things as well. Yeah, it's not how you act when things are going great and business is good. It's how you act when things aren't great and business isn't good. That's when the true leaders are going to step up and and, and get noticed. Yeah. And with that happy note, I, I think that's a great one to end on is uh, just it's not how you are when things are good. It's how things are when when things get stressed. And we're seeing a lot of heroes step up in business, in hospitals, everywhere around neighborhoods, people just helping each other out and finding inventive ways to make things better all around. And mm -hmm. I just I just love that. And I thank you for coming on, Penny. Uh, and as always, thank you for Skip, and we'll see everybody next week. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks,